Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, I'm James Hartnett, and I'm dying to go all the way. James, what are you talking about? That's filthy. I'm not being rude. I'm talking about our Patreon account. Oh! <laughs> We're more than halfway to our goal of $100 on Patreon. And as soon as we go all the way to $100, we are going to start making bonus episodes for our generous fans. Episodes that'll make you jump up, stamp your feet, clap your hands, and say, oh yeah. Anyway, so be sure to visit patreon.com slash landlord tenant and help us out. And if you're not able to do that, that's fine. We'd love it if you just rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you very Thank you. much. Everybody and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other host. I'm Tenant Michael. Good to see you, James. Yes, good to see you, too. I have a bit of a cold. So uh, You do. You sound a little different. I was wondering. Yes, and... Uh, Let's just say I'm uh, enjoying the uh, cold medication. So if I say anything uh, loopy, you can't hold it against me. Remember when uh, the medicine cold FX was in the news because apparently it was just all snake oil and apparently didn't have any actual medicinal uh, benefits. Yeah, that's what they said. But I still, I still, uh, I still buy it. Um, it's just it costs so much. I feel like it's yeah. got to be doing something. That's how typically I. Street things. Same with food. You just want. You do feel better buying the one that costs a bit more. Psychologically, I guess the more you pay, the higher quality thing something is. But absolutely, uh, that's not true. But I do like you have a certain tone to your voice because you're very ill, and you just listening to you. It sounds like you sound like a gritty guy, like Clint Eastwood. You know what I mean? Oh, Clint Eastwood. Hey, partner. No, that's John Wayne. That is John Wayne. What did Clint Eastwood say? Um, He's like you. Oh yeah. Make make my day. Yeah. Right? Yes. And he's still alive. He's 90 years old. And, and sharper than ever. And sharper his than ever. Loving his views on the world, on politics. Do you think that they'll get him out ever again for like in 2020? Will they have him <laughs> go to the Republican convention? And maybe if he's still with us, God willing, maybe he'll, he'll bring back his empty chair routine. Oh, right. He had that routine at the last mm. Republican convention. Yes. Right. He had like a one-man show kind of with an empty chair. And he pretended Obama, he was talking to Obama. Oh, yes. is that it? Yes. Oh, right, right. Yeah. God, he's good. He's a legend. Yeah. Well, did you see that boxing movie he made? I like that one with the female boxer. Oh, oh uh, Billion Dollar Baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Oh, well, spoiler alert, she does not make it. Oh, sorry to hear. <laughs> well, anyway, how was your week, Mike? Oh, I was pretty good. Um, you know, I'm fit as a fiddle, as listeners can tell. I'm You're not, not sick. fit as a fiddle. You don't have a cold, but your body is screwed. All right, fair fair enough. I am I, very healthy, but I just happen to have a cold. Right. We're opposites. Yeah, in every way. <laughs> but yeah, my week was pretty good. As listeners will know, I've been sort of unemployed lately. Fully unemployed. I've been between jobs and I've been pounding the pavement with resumes in hand, uh, you know, trying to get jobs, trying to convince people to hire me. I've been striking out. I tried my luck with the military, of course. My medical did not go well and I was told I would never serve in uniform. Terrible idea. You would be dead instantly. Well, that's I'll, I'll never know. 
because I didn't I wasn't allowed to join the military. But do soldiers even fight on the battlefield anymore? Don't they just press buttons and even if it's bomb just pre- villages? Even if it's just pressing buttons, I'm sure you would still have I'm, be dead. I'm healthy enough to press a button without um, passing away. I don't know about that. Thank you. Anyway, this is all to say I have some news on the job front. Oh, cool. I recently um, took a job in an industry that might surprise you. I'm a construction worker now. What? That's right. I've been working construction right here in Toronto. It's me and a team of Mediterranean fellows. I believe they're Portuguese. <laughs> Don't quite speak the language myself. The foreman took me on. He's always smiling at me and pointing and saying, he's talking to the other men about me, and they all are very friendly and smiling and laughing as well. And, you know, he told me that he was giving me the, the best job on the site. And my job is, uh, well, basically I'm responsible for bringing the men tea, coffee, and sandwiches, and um, it's it's wonderful. I get to wear a hard hat. I feel like I'm part of a team again, like it used to, it reminds me of, you know, the early days when I was working at the CN Tower. It's very fun. So these men are all doing manual labor, and you come in with your hard well, hat? so am I. The tray that, that I use to carry the tea, coffee, and sandwiches can get kind of heavy, because there are... Gosh, about fifty of them. So that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of tea, coffee, and sandwiches. And uh, yeah, my arm and my my arms, and my back are hurting every day at the end of the day. Um, Do you talk with them at the end of work? Like, oof, we really worked hard today. Huh? Sort of, but there is, as I mentioned before, a bit of a language barrier. So we don't really we communicate non-verbally, if that makes sense. Okay, a lot of pointing, body and smiling, yeah, body language, and. Um, They've taken to me so much that they've given me a nickname. Oh, what is it? They gave me the nickname in Portuguese. They call me Avo, which I believe... Now, I, I don't speak the language, but I believe it means something like buddy or, or friend or something mm. like that. Okay, I, I feel like that's not true, so I'm going to Google it on my phone. You don't need to. I'm Avo. A-V-O. Yeah, Avo. I think it means buddy in no, Portuguese. No, it means grandma. Mm. I, it's Davo means grandma. That well, first of all, that I think you're wrong, and secondly, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does make sense. It doesn't make you're sense. You're bringing them snacks. Avo, they're calling you grandma. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna have to have a talk. Well, I can't even. I can't even have a talk with them because well, of this goddamn language barrier. They're I, these tough working men, and you know, well, I bring you all come in with your tucked in dress shirt and everything. And no, I wear the what the pinafore, the all the construction clothes, the steel toe boots. The do you make the sandwiches? No, I just pick them up from a like a delivery truck. All right, well, Jesus, they consider you grandma. I mean, I'm happy. I mean, look, I'm glad you're working. I have to talk you to know? the Ontario Labor Board about this. Anyway, yes, I am working and I'm getting paid money finally, which is good, I, I suppose. Anyway, how you was your pay week? Me rent. Yes, because you were a couple months behind. I wasn't going to mention it on the podcast. Well, but... you've been staying in my apartment well, for a couple months, so I think you can. Uh... You still have to pay rent. Just because I'm staying here doesn't mean you can't. You, you have to, All right. you know, give up that responsibility, dude. Fine, I'll get it to you soon. Uh, but how was your week? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I feel like the last four or five episodes all of my weeks have been great this one not quite as good i got in a little bit of trouble at the cn tower <clears throat> oh really I, that's right where i've been working uh, recently and uh i just you know it's all been so easy there and everyone just gets along with me so well and it's been so fun <clears throat> sorry for my voice problems i decided to throw a party in the tower Really? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a blowout giant party, and I threw it in the uh, empty elevator shaft. Okay. So it was kind of at the bottom of the of the shaft, and there was just this crazy wild thing, and there was DJs playing and dancing. I had big uh, bowls of Viagra everyone could pop. What? Um, yeah, and um, oh, I put in a shooting range in the tower, but obviously you can't do it sort of uh, straight ahead because the tower's- Not horizontally. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. I made it vertical. Because what? we were in the shaft, so there was like targets at the top and everything, people shooting up at the targets. Like real guns. Yeah. Real guns, Viagra, and DJs. Yeah. It was it was a really fun party, but of course, some little nerd had to ruin it. And uh, one of the young guys, new guys at the tower, yeah, um, OD'd on the Viagra. What? Yeah. So he passed out. I mean, he, did, he still had a boner, but he, he passed out. How and many I've did he in take? trouble. 
Well, I don't know, but I don't know that he thought he knew they were Viagra. He might have thought they were uh, Junior Mints or something. I don't know. Which guy was it? Because I, 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 I still know the staff at the CN Tower. Uh, Trey. Went, Trey, my God. He's like only like 17 years old. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so That's awful. I'm in a bit of trouble at the CN Tower, uh, Tower right now. So well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Is, is Trey okay? Can I ask? Mm, I don't know. But uh, we'll see. I still have some ideas I'd like to do at the tower. Like I said last week, I think adding arms would be a fun idea. I think embracing the fact that it looks like a penis and have something squirt out the top would be cool. I still think those are bad ideas. Also a name change. CN Tower. It sounds like one of those old documentaries you'd watch. You know, like Canadian National Tower. Like, boring. How about a new name? I, I had an idea. What about Just? Just Tower. Kind of like a club. Tower tower i'm going to tower i'm I'm going to tower i i kind of i'm a traditionalist as you know and Mm. i kind of i do love the name cn tower canadian national tower what about edge tower or something i don't know edge tower or like i don't know something like cooler tower tower i don't know the ultimate tower yes the ultimate tower anyway I don't know if I'm going to... Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pitch these ideas anymore. Yeah, I think I... Maybe you should hold off on pitching those. I'm not Mm. uh, sure the people of Toronto would appreciate having the city's biggest landmark just renamed without their, you know, without them being consulted. Anyway. Well, shall we move on to our segment? I think it's a great time to do it. (laughs) So this is a fun segment that is related to James's failing health. It's not failing health, it's just a cold. Right. Anyway, it's um, it's a tip that you can use to keep yourself from getting a cold yourself, and it's a segment called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents Who You Gonna Call Cold Busters. Who you gonna call? Cold Busters. That's right, and... um. Mike and I have our own home remedies for fighting off colds. Home remedies for keeping healthy. Oh. That's a funny... That's good like a, character. Like a grandma voice or something. Oh, grandma. There I go. Oh, there you Say go. It. Grandma's on the brain. You dated a woman who was the age yeah. of a grandma well, for a very long time. You get called grandma, and now you have a grandma character. All right. We don't have to <clears> I mean, it's all true. We don't have to dwell on this, though. But yeah, this, uh, this is our own... Um, Home remedies for fighting off colds. Because it's that time of year. Everybody's got a cold right around now. Everyone who's anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, why don't you go first? I'll go first. My first cold buster remedy is uh, go down to the LCBO or liquor store, buy a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonades, drink the whole thing. Because then you'll be so drunk, you won't even care that you're sick. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's that is one thing I do. Do, do. You're just masking it. And you'll are you are you drunk right now? <laughs> yes. Are you saying that? Absolutely. And I've taken so a lot of Nyquil. Okay. Uh, so my first cold busters tip to avoid getting a cold: I'm taking a page out of um, the book of Chris Pratt from something he said at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards. Here's my tip for for staying cold free: learn to pray. Prayer. Prayer works. It's effective. It's easy. It's good for your soul. Every morning I get out of bed, I roll onto the floor, and I get onto my knees, and I beg God not to kill me or make me ill. And, knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick all this uh, winter so far. That's true, but you do have a terrible life. So, But we're not, but we're not talking about that right. right now. We're only talking about cold. Well, I'm just saying, if, if that was working, wouldn't you have, like, my life? I don't know. Okay. Well, you, you're because, the guy with the cold, so I don't know if it's a good yeah, life. I have a cold. I'd yeah. still rather have my life. All right. Shut up. Jeez. Um, all right. My next one. My next cold buster remedy is uh, an old family recipe that um, was uh, very popular in my family. And anytime anyone ever had any kind of illness or cold or felt under the weather, grandma or grandpa or someone would make this, this soup. And it is a really delicious, comforting shark fin and rhino horn soup. And um, good lord, you can order those ingredients on the usually the dark web, or if you have any contacts in like a harbor or port port area, 
And it is the, it's like, it's like, it makes chicken soup look like chicken shit. It absolutely, it's so warming and uh, makes you feel better and you always feel better the next day. Shark fin and rhino horn soup. Is that what that bowl is in the fridge? That smelly bowl? Yes, absolutely. Jesus. So did your grandmother order these ingredients off the dark web? I'm assuming there wasn't a dark yeah, web when you were a kid. she had some, uh, you know, she had a lot of um, contacts uh, in Belgium and, uh, All right. you know, various areas where they had access to uh, extreme animals, I like to call them, and they are extremely good to eat. All right. Well, uh, my second tip for cold busting is to take a look at your diet. That's right. There are certain things you can eat to boost your immune system and keep you healthy during these cold winter months. And what I do is I'm always walking around. You've seen me walking around with this. I have this, this big Tupperware I'm always carrying around and eating out of on the subway or on the bus or just around the apartment. And it's a mixture I make here every morning. It's some garlic mixed with some blue cheese and some big, nice chunks of durian fruit and a little bit of tuna for protein. And you mix it all together with a whisk. And then I'm always just eating it all over the place. Um, And I am fit as a fiddle, healthy as an ox. Hang on. Durian is that Chinese fruit that's like, notoriously well, around south station yeah right the, well it's called the stink fruit in some yeah they quarters. ban it in yeah. a- certain areas right public they, areas they do but China. not not where we live so you're this little mixture you carry around yeah, is it's garlic blue cheese durian fruit and some tuna for protein i'm not gonna lie it's very strong very intense and you carry that around in a tupperware yeah like on or two su- yeah. like on the subway or what yeah i'm constantly opening it up and eating it on the subway and <sighs> um Especially recently as I've been, you know, commuting to work at the construction site, I'm there during rush hour. So it's, picture me in a very crowded subway car eating my um, cold busting, uh, you know, recipe. (laughs) Disgusting. Works. You're that guy (laughs) who opens the gross food on the subway, I guess. All right. My final cold busting tip is... um, this is one for Toronto uh, area people specifically. I head on down to Oasis Aqua Lounge Sex Club on Richmond, what? and um, I go in the sex sauna. And uh, sex you know, sauna. saunas alone are good for busting a cold. Well, you should go to this sauna because it's it's the same as a regular sauna where it's very hot and you're sweating out your cold, but there's also a bunch of people having an orgy around you, and you can have an orgy with them too. And it's just, it gets your heart rate going. You're sweating everything out. <clears throat> Highly recommend, if you, if you feel sick, really any kind of sickness, head on down to that sex club there downtown. Oh, and uh, that must be unpleasant better. For, it must be unpleasant for all these people who are, you know, having sex in a sauna for you to be standing there like sick and like snot running down your face and coughing all uh, over their with the lighting, genitals. You can't and, tell. You can't tell. With the lighting and the techno music they're playing. Really? Really, you're like no a germ bomb. Sick. You're germ bomb. I'm not a germ. Better, I'd rather be a germ bomb than eat a stinky blue cheese on the bus or whatever you do. Well, you don't like partake in like. Of course, I do. Sex. Who wants of- to have sex with a sick man? Every, all, everyone in that sex right. sauna, based on the last time I went two nights ago, about eight people actually. Oh, I think having a cold is the least of your health problems. If you. If that's the kind of stuff you're getting up to. All right. And my third and final cold busting tip for all the listeners at home is, um, well, it's sort of an unhappy one, but it's true. Um, You don't want to get a cold? Here's what you do. Stay single. Uh, Have no one special in your life. Do not bring kids into the world so that they're not spreading germs everywhere. Uh, Take it from me, I am single right now, and I've never been healthier, and I guess the takeaway is that sort of loneliness does keep you healthy. It's the one good... They say loneliness kills, but until it kills you, it keeps you healthy. So by being being alone all the time, you're not getting other people's viruses. So it's an upside to the fact that you have no one in your life. No, that's true. Yeah. I only have you living in the apartment with me. And we're not close. Yeah. So that's no, good. It's not like you, you know, may make it the whole winter without getting sick. Well, possibly at this rate. Or your whole life. Seems well, let's not count our chickens. Okay. Well, um, okay, that's it. That was uh 
Who are you going to call? Cold Busters. I thought that segment was great, and I really think our listeners are going to love those tips. I do, too. Um, well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Yeah. And welcome back to the pod mess, everybody. It's time for us to bring our guest on this week. And I hope, uh, James, you don't spread your cold germs onto our guest and make him sick, too. It's fine. I'm fine. Great. Our guest this week is a tenant of the building. He is a self-styled survivalist. Let's welcome to the pod mess our guest, Alistair Forbes. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm, you know, as you know, long time listener first time caller i guess is that what it is is that <laughs> how you really call it? calling but in a way well, yeah, I guess. in a way yeah, yeah. i suppose uh, you're, if you're a gentleman caller i guess you like you called on us and you came yeah i'm a i'm your gentleman caller and you're yes. gonna make love with me <laughs> well with words yeah yeah word love great <laughs> imagine if there had been gentleman callers in the times of uh like when tennessee williams wrote the glass menagerie which has the the famous gentleman caller coming. Yeah, um, imagine if there had been podcasts uh, in the deep south in the you know thirties and forties. I think people would be using the podcast to gentle- gentlemanly call out dates that they want, wouldn't it? Like probably. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Because wait, uh, is the concept? Three, I'm gonna call on the Deirdre. No, yes. is the concept of gentleman caller that obviously Deirdre uh, you would go after? But is is it? Is that you just show up at Deirdre's door and then someone yells out, uh, Deirdre, there's a gentleman here calling for you? Like, is that question. it? I don't really know what a gentleman caller is. Or was it prearranged? Like, I don't know. Was it just like a creep asking for a date at, <laughs> at your doorstep? But or? back then, creeps could just talk like they were old-fashioned and they're gentlemen. Right. That's what it seems like, no? Like, what, uh, let me pat your bottom? Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, that, he's a gentleman. I'd love to take you to a dance or something. And it's like, oh, well. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, Alistair, so you live in the building. Yes, on uh, in the apartment on P2, the only the only apartment in, in on that level. Yeah. Underground. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is interesting because it's sort of I mean, it seems to me it's a bit of a makeshift sort of dwelling. Yes. Well, it's a bit of a, a secret. Let's not spread this around too much because right. uh it's technically illegal to have uh, dwellings in an apartment building in the parking garage. Right. Mm. Uh, but it's cool when you drive into the parking garage because there's all these parking spaces and then there's kind of like a little drywall area yes. in a space, I think. And well, keep I mean, out sign and like. Yeah, you can yeah. technically own a parking space and yep. you can do whatever you want with the parking <clears throat> space that you own. And right. I drywalled some walls and mm-hmm. uh, put it up. And I like it. Of course, it's <laughs> great for me. It's the kind of privacy that I was looking for right. in a place. So. And and uh, it doesn't bother you not having a window down there. No, I didn't want any windows. Less mm. less signals coming in and trying to you know my data is protected, all that kind of stuff. Right. You know? So you do get Wi Fi down there, or oh no, definitely not. No, no. It's, okay, it's you're cut off. Stuff. Yeah, hundred percent cut off. I go to the public library for that. Interesting. <laughs> it's the safest space to keep your. No. How how long have you been living in P two? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> well, I'm not trying to, you know, find out information to use against you. I'm just I'm simply I, trying to interview you on a podcast. I've been. If that's fair. I, I will answer. I have been down there for four, just over four years now. Um, Has wow. it taken a toll on your health? Being, you know, no sunlight. I'm thinking this guy's not getting a lot of uh, vitamin D, and also you're around all that car exhaust all the time. Yeah, you know, I had thought about that initially um, when I was moving down there, but and I was like, ooh, this is very safe for me in terms of maybe people who wanted to attack me or right. people who want to steal my data or or my brainwaves. But, mm-hmm. like, very safe. But the downside is cancer. Like, I would assume really high rates of cancer living in... All the exhaust. Yeah, tons of exhaust. Um, right. But then I looked at the long term... Like, how long does cancer really take to set in and stuff like that? And, and I was like, right, the world's going to end by December 12th, 2018. So, four years, I'm fine. Whoa, that's pretty soon. Yes, it's coming up. Are you guys ready? Very soon. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'll be honest. Um, well, you should get how ready. How do you know this? Well, um, as you know, I, I was a mathematician before my current job of... Uh, I had no idea. Yes. I, we, did you know this? I did. <laughs> yeah. I well obviously mathematicians run in a bit more uh, affluent circles, so I can understand yeah, how you wouldn't we, know that, Mike. We'd be at yes. parties, that kind of thing. 
Um, yeah. Oh, do you remember that one party in um, Monaco? I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Well, which one? Yeah, that's great. It was the one where. Oh, the one where we hung out with the guy who created Paw Patrol. Yes, like that's the one. Now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a huge <laughs> slew of both mathematicians and entertainers there. Yes. And the conversation was just not happening until. Wow. Hmm. I did uh, I did karaoke. Yes, and it just blew the roof off the place. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sang um uh what's that one by Brian Adams? Uh Everything Every- I Do I Do for You. Yes, that's it. And it brought the two sides together wow. and we partied the night yeah. the night away. Listeners, you can't see this, but I've turned green the color of uh jealousy. Because <laughs> I'm only hearing about this. Fabulous sounding um, green is also the color, color of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is Brian, uh, Adams. Brian Adams, the movie, oh, the song, you know, connection. just had to right. in that connection. Yeah. Now, because we're all talking about Brian Adams right now, I think it was from, was it from the same album as Everything I Do, I Do It For You? Or was that from the Robin Hood soundtrack? Anyway, do you remember the Brian Adams album called Waking Up the Neighbors? That Hell had, yes. Can't oh, yes. Stop This Thing We Started? Oh, I listened to that album quite a lot. Did that have Run to You on it? No, that's a much oh, earlier song. That song's but, good. But the album uh, Waking Up the Neighbors has a song that a lot of people aren't aware of, and it's called I Want to Be, and then in parentheses, Your Underwear, which is a song that, <laughs> that was true? not... Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't quite as big of a hit as Everything I Do, I Do It For You was. I want to be your underwear? Now, let's think about that. Think about pockmarked Brian Adams <laughs> with his rough voice. Desiring to be a woman's mm. underwear, but maybe I, the song came out of um, him writing "Everything I Do, uh, I Do It for You," and then somebody asked him, "Well, if you, you'll do anything for me, will you be my underwear?" Yeah, and he couldn't. I deny it. If, yeah. Imagine the, it. like if I could th- think of the biggest babe ever. I don't think I want to be her underwear, like because you'd see and be you'd be part of it, oh, everything. Yeah. yeah. What if she's sick or I don't know? Didn't didn't Prince Charles say famously? Uh, he wanted to be Camilla Parker Bowles' tampon or he something. He did. He said that? Yeah, that <laughs> the happened. Prince? I remember that Saturday Night true. Live, I swear, and Saturday Night Live in the 80s did a sketch about it. And I Dana can just Carvey, imagine that. Dana Carvey wore a tampon costume and was like, oh, put me in, love. I swear to God. I believe I'm not it. joking. I would. I, I wonder if Prince Charles inspired the Brian Adams song, I Want to Be Your Underwear. Oh yes, where where Brian was like, I hear what you're saying Charles, but like this is probably the more gentleman yes. gentlemanly caller version. Yeah, gentleman caller version of yeah. I want to be your tampon. Would you guys want to be a woman's underwear? Hmm. Let me think. I I would have to have some conditions before I agreed to yes. be a woman's underwear. I would agree. Like, would would the purpose of me being there to soak up um, sweat and protect? Yeah, those I juices guess that from is what the underwear. Is for. <laughs> and these are like <laughs> Brian Adams doesn't answer these questions or address the very real health concerns uh, that you would face. I just remembered there's another royal family um, Brian Adams connection, and it is this: Brian Adams, uh, acting as a photographer, took a I think an official royal portrait of Queen Elizabeth II. And part of me wonders if while she was sitting there, because you know photo shoots take a while, if she ever if she asked him like. Can I ask you a few questions about the song I Want to Be Your Underwear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a. I mean, we've got. I've, I'm going to listen to it after the recording because it, it does raise a lot of questions. Yeah. Imagine being the Queen's underwear. Wow. What does the Queen's underwear look like? That's actually a good question. Oh, She's I would assume like, it's granny panties, no? But like really soft, but it must expensive be, granny it panties. It must be $1,000 a pair. Like they must be really nice. Well, I heard she wore, she, she goes, if you're a Friends fan, you'll know this reference. I heard that the Queen Elizabeth goes commando. <laughs> I don't, I'd be surprised by that. <laughs> I I tend not to be one that believes in conspiracy theories, but that's one I would believe for sure that she's right. a bit of commando. Yeah, because conspiracy theories, I imagine, are a big part of your mental activity. Well, a lot of people assume that because I've predicted December twelfth, two thousand eighteen, to be the end of the world. Um, mm. I, and I, I just wanted to say again, longtime listener, thank you, first time gentleman caller on nice. this podcast. <laughs> I just want to point out, like that conversation we just had about being. Women's underwear and Brian Adams, what are you saying, is what this podcast is about. And I, I love you guys for it. Thank you. Well, so that thanks. is really nice. You know, that's important. It's, people need to know that these kind of conversations happen in this building all the time. Really? Yeah, of course. Well, do you remember um, in the um, hobby room, we had that holiday party last year? 
Yeah. yeah. You might not remember me there, but I was there. I just was dressed a bit like hmm. the wall and in the background. I didn't want people to notice me. Okay. Oh, really? Um, but I was listening and there's a lot of conversations that happen that are very similar to this. Observing. And that is So. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I don't really notice you at building get-togethers, but... You, oh, I'm, I'm at everyone, for sure, yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you have a back... Oh, sorry, you told us you were a, a mathematician. Do you, do you make your own sort of surveillance devices, like, um, like in those James Bond movies? <laughs> like little <laughs> tiny pen cameras and... Oh, come on, but like uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Fair so enough. as much as possible... Uh, like at, so for the the holiday parties and stuff like that. I mean, obviously this is my building too, so I know the walls really well. So I've built right. quite a number of elaborate wall costumes and you know mm. um, Wayne Scotting costumes, that kind of stuff. I wouldn't have thought that would work a wall costume because like even if you're the color of the wall, you're yeah. still a body. You know, you're sticking you're out from flat. the wall. Yeah, yeah. right. Y- well, I I use uh, this um, sort of very strong particle board to sort of flatten the co- like. It's pretty large costume oh like it extends about six feet wide oh so so it well if it was just me i'd be my body sort of lumping out from the wall but because it's a gradual Mm. gradual sort of curve out from the wall people tend not to notice it that is wow you know i i I can't help but feel like we're burying the lead here um and I'm, i'm happy to talk about costumes happy to talk about brian adams but um you've twice now said that the end of the world is rapidly approaching on december 12th December 12th, 2018. Um, uh, first of all, so many questions. How do you know this? Where'd you hear about it? And what's going to happen? Great. These are, I mean, well, again, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist, so I, it's not about that. I know a lot I of people assume that. No but one's ap- accusing you of being that. Yeah, thing, yeah, I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it's about math. So uh, I started uh, a long time looking at um, computer models of, of sort of world events and what the, okay. the percentage chance of those things happening. So, for example, on... Uh, there is a 26% chance that by December 12, 2018, uh, nuclear holocaust will happen in, in the world. Not exactly well, a great early Christmas gift. No. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you'd think, well, that's not enough to say that the world's going to end. But there right. is a, a 13% chance that the ocean acidification will hit critical mass, uh, oh. destroy enough species to make uh, land species then um, oh. impossible to survive. Oh. And so there's, a, yeah, 13% chance that'll happen. There's a um, a 41% chance that uh, global warming will hit critical mass and the sea levels will rise, causing uh-huh. humans to have to move inland and a huge okay. fight for resources will happen, again, right. causing an apocalypse. Um, there's hmm. a 21% chance that an asteroid will hit the Earth. That by, too? Yes, that is absolutely part of... All part of, of things, wow. there, and there's a, there's a huge slew of different variables, uh, which all add up to basically if you add all the numbers up, because there's more than just those. There's a 214 percent chance that the world will end on December 12th, 2018. Damn it! My goodness, that that you know that that pisses me off because I watched that. Did you ever see that movie Elysium? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. The rich people live in yeah. a, mm-hmm. a ring around the Earth. Yeah. yeah. Will you hurry up and build that friggin' thing? Because I'm here, go, oh. like, if all this happens in a, two weeks, can you hurry up and build something for the rich people? Like, so you want to live in a ring above the earth? Yes. I mean, if all this crap's going to happen, this is bull crap. I, and it will. I mean, that's what the math- mathematical models say. And again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but one of them is that there is a 17% chance that uh, aliens will come and destroy the earth. So oh, even yeah, if we build God. that thing up there, there's still, I mean, if yeah. that's the one that does it, you're probably not. No. Safer up there. Is there anything like that in space? Like, I'm thinking of a secret, you know, top secret government plan where they're already, you know, building a space station for for the rich and wealthy and powerful to to be evacuated to in in the case of you know nuclear war or. Well, in the movie Deep Impact, uh, if you remember Great this reference. one, yes. uh, they they built they've already built a secret um, like underground place for people to live in this event. Okay. And um, there was a lot, I think a lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we going to do? Do you have a plans for when the apocalypse hits? Like, what are you, what are you going to do? I have, I have 16 separate plans, depending on which oh, wow. cataclysmic wow. event happens. Can I borrow one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have any, any plans for the cataclysm, but go on. Um, yeah. So I, you know, depending on the, the, which event happens, you know, I've got different backpacks ready to go and Damn, different wow. places, different exit strategies. So you have a backpack based, uh, strategy system. Yeah. So for example, um, 
in the case of um, the tectonic plates hitting um, peak tectonic activity and the earth rupturing okay. in massive places, I have a backpack full of parachutes in case the a giant hole opens up. That's so right. smart. Extra ones. So then you wouldn't fall quickly down into the earth's core. You'd slowly float down into oh. the... And be able to assess magma. the situation while you're right. going down. Yeah. yeah. This James gets it. You know, hearing that word parachute reminds me of, and I'm going a little off topic here, the debut album by the British rockers Coldplay. Remember the album <laughs> Parachutes? Wait, parachutes. is that the one with yellow on it? It's the one with yellow, yes. their first hit. Yeah. yeah. And then and then a rush of the blood to the head came out next, right? Yes. Yes. I, I think had so that be- one. Because that was the one that like yellow was like huge and then yes. Rush of Blood came out and the whole album is so good. I remember listening to it. Alt rock. Do you yeah. think the staples? Do you think that the members of Coldplay would would live in a sort of uh a ring floating above the earth if I don't know because um Chris Martin you know him when he was with Gwyneth as well they kind of gave this this vibe of like we're really down to earth you know we're good people but I bet in I, a I flash, bet they would they would fly up into it. I know they're not together anymore Imagine but. though how awkward that would be if the earth was in flames and Gwyneth and Chris Martin had to live forever in a ring floating above the earth how awkward that would hey, be my it, maybe goodness. it'll be a sitcom of the future and yeah. and he keeps going up to her hey how's goop Oh yeah and then she'd project. have to be like how's being down to earth and neither <laughs> one would be there and yeah Well that'll be a funny expression if uh, this ring for rich people happens. Oh, I'm I'm very down to earth. Yeah, that's not a good thing anymore. Because when you go to earth, you're gonna, <laughs> it's burn gone. alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's wild. Sometimes I think about. So I wonder what. Like I wonder if if there was an apocalypse, like what I should do to prepare. Like what what things would I bring? Do the Hitler method. Bullet in the head, James. I'd no. love for you to do that. No, I think that'd be so funny. No, hell no. I'm gonna survive to the bitter end. Like if I was, if I was, say there were zombies. Let's imagine a zombie attack. What I have, yes. What five oh, things have. would you bring with you, and where would you go, and who would you go with? Like, hmm. if there was a zombie attack today, what would you do? You know what I mean? My God. You know, um, funny enough, uh, the CN Tower is part of my zombie attack plan. That's smart. Because they, they, sure, they might be able to run a little bit, depending on which version of zombie we get, but there's no way they're climbing all the way up there. No. And I doubt they can no. work an elevator. Yeah. Meh, 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 I don't understand. Yeah. Imagine them huffing and puffing their way up those stairwells. They'd be tired. And it's too, too much cement for them to push it over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why are zombies dumb? I guess because they're just like brainless husks. But like vampires are undead, so are werewolves, and those are they're renowned for being very intelligent. Why are zombies dumb? Well, imagine a smart zombie. Now that is freaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So um I have to be honest, I you kind of blew my mind there because I actually haven't planned for a smart zombie apocalypse. Oh, well, you wow. might need to have oh. a seventeenth backpack. I've already. got a very busy week ahead of me. Do you have a crew you're going to to team like meet up with when the apocalypse happens or you know uh at different times in the last four years i've met certain allies that i you know we've Mm. talked about stuff but it's i find it uh, disconcerting that a lot of people don't take my warning seriously yeah um so i feel like i i'm kind of in the end gonna be on my own and i'm okay with that I know that loneliness is a killer but it is healthy until you die so it is yeah and that's the thing that um you know I'm. I have to believe that, or else I. I don't know what I would believe in these <laughs> right. days. Yeah, Mike's already living this life. You know what, Mike? What, what, you may as well. The Earth may as well have collapsed because. Pardon? You're already living the life of someone who is sort of in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Not really. Your place is terrible. No. You have no one you're close with. No, I'm friends. You eat terribly. No, I'm friends with the the men at the construction site. Who call who are, you grandma? They're my colleagues. Yes, I, I, I saw them calling you grandma the other day. Are you expecting a grandchild? Uh, uh, no, uh, this is a dispute. James is making a joke about there's there's some question as to what the nickname means in English that they've given me. And, oh, it, it means grandma. I've heard them say it to you. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, there is, to me, I still need to have a uh, an impartial judge. Uh, you think it's fake tell, news. Tell, fake news. Well, well said. Um, James... If we were evacuated and you had, you know, only if you were only able to take two people with you, who would you bring? Th- keeping in mind that you have me as your podcast co-host, you have your estranged partner, Nadia, and you have your, your 10-year-old son, Pavel. How would you choose? And well, your neighbor, who's been planning for the apocalypse for four years. As well, yes. That is a good point. Okay, 
choice made. Or or anyone else in the one, world. One, <clears throat> I would take Alistair because... What? In a lawless society where money doesn't matter and you have to get by on your ability to live off the land, I need to pair up with someone who's good at that. And no offense, Mike. Okay. That is not you. And it's not even my beautiful separated girlfriend, Nadia. So okay. I probably would take Alistair so I, he can keep me alive. Right. And then number two, I'm going to go off the board here and suggest Ben Mulroney. He's been one of my what? bros for years. I need, I'm going to need to laugh. In this post-apocalyptic world, we are going to need laughter. That guy cracks me up. Uh, Hold on. You take Ben Mulroney over your own flesh and blood, Pavel? Ten-year-old boy? Oh, right. I forgot about it. Well, you know, he won't want to be separated from his mother. Let's be real. So you'd rather have them burn together? They're not going to burn together. I'm saying they're going to do their own thing. We're on a break anyway. There's Honestly, if you've got a ten-year-old boy with you, you have a 6% chance of survival. Really? So at some point, you got a Fisher Cup bait, right? And yeah. it, for, for my message to all the parents out there is when December 12th, depending on which event happens, but when it comes, cut bait, get rid of those kids, put them, put them in a truck and say good luck. You know? <laughs> put them in a truck that's and say good, good luck. Yeah, that's a yeah. great slogan. No, yeah. Alistair, who would you bring if you had your, your apocalyptic druthers? Who would you bring if you had two people that you could choose? That's, you know, I'm really glad you asked me this question. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Um, have you, um, have you ever seen the show Survivor Man? Yes. Yes. Great. Yes. Um, on, on, uh, one of the producers of Survivor Man, uh, is a renowned, uh, naturalist and okay. he's one of the, the people I would take first off. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second would be, um, um, had you, have you guys ever seen a picture of Justin Trudeau's wife? Yes. Yes. For me... She's the one who would make me laugh because that is also at the top of my list. Sophie Gregoire, I believe <laughs> her name is. That's so correct. What? I she's knew just her name. Like a funny person. Yeah, I think she's beautiful and funny, and would probably make a good <laughs> companion. And as you say, like, hey, laughter's got to be a part of the yeah. new world, I mean, you know. And, and she I, sings too. Bit yes. weird that you said beautiful though. So you all, do you want also to, you know, court her or <laughs> look? Am I, Here's the plan, Justin. If, if you're listening, maybe plug your ears for the next 15 seconds. If it, if the you know if as my one of my predictions comes true, uh, and and only the the sort of like a middle parts of the land masses survive, then I'll make my way towards Ottawa, meet up with Sophie, and be uh, her modern gentleman gentleman caller. You know what? That would you be know? such a good alpha move. If the apocalypse is happening, Justin's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and Sophie's like, God damn it, Justin. We're going to die here. Then ding dong, Alistair's there with all the right equipment. I'm like, bonjour. Yep. Uh, je m'appelle Alistair. And then you go, Justin, get the hell out of here for a second. And he's going, no, stay away from my wife. And you're like, fuck off. And yep. then you say to Sophie, look, I know how to survive. I've been preparing for this. Come with me. Start a life with me and the producer of Survivor Man. <laughs> yeah. And that's Justin would baller move. I'm just trying to imagine the look on Justin's face as that. As this new reality would sink oh, in. You know yeah, I mean? he's not the prime minister anymore. There's Hell no government. Right. Yeah. That would actually be awesome. That'd be the one neat thing about the apocalypse. No countries, no laws, you know? I mean, I guess that's good. It would really change society. We'd need... Guys like Alistair would become the, like, leaders. I hope you so. You would probably be able to go out with any girl you wanted. <laughs> that's... That's part. I mean, but wouldn't they all be burned in the in the because the world had <laughs> no. ended? Not just girls, but also guys, women, and no, men. everyone's got a bit of a burn on them. Like they're a bit burned up. Yeah, so sure, everyone will have their scars, you know. But right. uh, that's part of my hope is that I'll finally be a little more popular than I am now. Hmm. Yeah, because if if police are gone and laws are gone, it's going to be the people who can survive who are like the leaders and you know what i mean like really crazy stuff might happen mike be like you're toast toast. me you are toast oh yes no i don't think so you're gonna be like you know the dude wiping everyone's butt i am in the apocalypse i'm not gonna be the dude wiping you are saved by the fact that we have laws and a social contract that's the only reason you are allowed to be alive i gotta be honest if the apocalypse happens I'm going to, because um, uh, obviously I have made friends here in this building and I want to help right. people out before I go off on my own down to Ottawa with the producer of Survivor Man. Right. Um, Why but, not the host, by the way? Why oh, not Let's Shroud? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's lovely. He's great. I just don't He'd like his sense annoying. of humor. Yeah, 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 yeah right? Totally, right? <laughs> and, um, but Mike, you'd be one of the first people that maybe I'd suggest helping the kids out on their truck. Yeah, that's a great so idea. I'd yeah. be a child loader. You know what? We see a blazing fire in the distance, and we go, Mike, 
uh, you drive the school bus with all the kids and head out that way. Yeah, good luck. See ya. Yeah, exactly. Well, well thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> My you, God. You can just imagine Mike on the bus with a bunch of like 12-year-old brats, and Mike's going, the wheels on the bus go round and round as they drive straight into a burning inferno. <laughs> I would not drive children into an inferno. <laughs> would have no Although, choice. that would be a fun um, sequel to Adam McGoyan's The Sweet Hereafter. <laughs> would it Remember be a that fun movie? sequel? <laughs> I think so, because that one was would be an about cold, like, cold death. I think yeah. they fell into like a cold, frozen uh, pond. So this one would be like taking a look at the other side of the coin. <laughs> right? Illuminati real? Oh, I mean, yes. duh, right? Yeah, duh, obviously. Duh. They are. Freemasons, Illuminati. The Bilderbergs? Yep, Bilderbergs. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Trojans also. I've never heard of the Trojans. Oh, well, well, then I guess they've been doing their job well. Oh. Uh, James, you've never heard of the Trojans because you tell me all the time you've never worn a condom. James has a policy where he doesn't wear condoms, so that's probably Very why you've funny. never heard Now, this funny. is a conspiracy theory I won't get behind. I, again, I'm not one to believe in conspiracy <laughs> theories here, but that, James, that's, that's crazy. Oh, come on. I don't think <laughs> so. I agree. It's I agree. 2018. Yeah. Science is all about how, what you think now. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's that's what we that's where we're at so. now. If if you whatever you think science is, you think the Earth is flat. You no think, facts. You mean it's all opinion, yeah. right? That's, that's you're talking about the flat Earth conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, true. Yeah. It's true. Is but, that one true? Yes, absolutely, it's true. I think it is too because I don't see the Earth Earth curve. Uh, I, no, I you can't. At, it looks flat to me. If you go out onto the water and look at the um, the distance, the furthest distance the human eye can see, and measure the volume of water out there versus the volume of water where you are, understandably, like, if the Earth were round, the volume of water would be uh, a different at those lengths. But right. uh, people have done the math on it, and it is not different. Yeah, it's not. All I'm saying <laughs> is do the research. Go on YouTube. Watch YouTube videos that some guy made. That's research. Do the research. Who's the basketball player who... Kyrie Irving, I think. And he's a flat know. earther. Yes, and that's what he said. He's, he, that's what they all, all these flat earthers say. Just do the research. That's all I'm saying, which is, again, yeah. going on YouTube. Right. And, and I'm uh, not into conspiracy theories, but that, that one happens to be factually correct. It makes sense. Yeah. Imagine, like, getting to the edge of the earth. What the hell's that look If like? I did that, here's how I would react. I'd be... Ah! <laughs> Me too. Honestly, I would. I would love to see it. Well, um, uh, the the science suggests that the the there's no sort of edge. It's just a giant ice wall that surrounds the edge of the Ooh. earth. So you bonk your damn head on it. Like yeah, in a oh, video yeah. game, when you reach the edge and like yes. the boundary, right. they'll just put a mountain there so you can't go any farther. Which makes me think that the video game, a lot of video game designers are actually in on it. Oh shit! Like right. they know that's probably true. You know oh what's God. under the Earth if it's flat? What's on the other side? Well, of the this is another thing that I mean. I heard this. But this is kind of ridiculous. That there is no bottom to the ocean. That there there Say is what? actually no bottom to the ocean. Uh, wow. I mean, is space even real? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Wait, space... what does it mean? There's no bottom to the ocean. Well, I mean, that's the. I mean, somebody said that the other day, and I looked into it. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous, and it turns out to be factually accurate. Um, so yeah so what we see sometimes as bottoms of the ocean just end at some point like it's just you know we haven't explored the entire bottom of the ocean and the other thing is sometimes we're seeing just a shallow shelf that actually has uh, nothing underneath where does it all go does it just no one's been there so (laughs) damn we should we should rent a submarine and try and get as far down as possible wouldn't that be fun for the three of us to do Mm, yeah, maybe don't bring your blue cheese and durian snack, and I'll think about it. <laughs> All right. But maybe we should start the theory that space isn't even real. Because who the hell knows now? You know hmm. what I mean? Maybe maybe there's no universe. So this, what is there? I don't know. What is? What are we on? 
a stage? We're on a spinning disc, a spinning flat disc. Huh. Reminds yeah. me of a like a DJ uh, at a nightclub, oh. right? Shit, spinning. Yeah. Imagine if the Earth is just a, a record that a DJ is spinning, and then eventually the needle's going to come scratch us. Ah! Oh, damn! That would be terrible. Wow. Can I can I ask you a question about the end of the world? Of course. Now, um, I read that there are a lot of pe- like Silicon Valley pe- uh, billionaires who have these like super bunkers prepared to be evacuated to in 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 the case of uh, you know some sort of cataclysmic you know event. Yes. Some people move to have homes in New Zealand ready to go mm-hmm. to because it's far from civilization. Do you think that that's wrong? That just only the rich in society will be able to uh, to live safely, and the rest of you know. Well, there's a there's a group out there who um, is is actually hoping for the end of the world so that humans can evolve. Only the strongest and smartest will survive. Okay. Um, and as you know, I'm a dot com millionaire. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes, that's where I made my money, and then. Oh, wow. What website? Uh, great question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell us what the what's the name of the website? <laughs> I, it was I. It was a uh, business solutions website. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it was um, curtainblock.com. Curtain block. Yeah, it was more like huh. um, sort of not so much end user retail stuff, but more like high sysop um, <laughs> networking. Type okay, type right stuff. Right. <laughs> but I actually got bought out for a couple million, and that's been my nest egg that I'm living off of. Have, have you met Bill Gates? Uh, yes, yes, three <laughs> times in fact. Wow, is he a nice guy? Or he is very nice guy. Steve Jobs is an asshole. Well, uh, he's he's dead, and probably I think from, from an article I read, I think he's in hell. That's. <laughs> That's actually uh, part of the conspiracy. Steve Jobs is alive and well. Really? Yes, oh. that is. Yeah, well, like he, Tupac. Yeah, oh. very similar. But they're both they're both of the same alien race. Not lizard people, oh. though. Interesting enough. Wow. I was going to say they're both probably smoking a joint, and you know, uh, we're actually kissing. In what? Oh, kissing. Is that what you're going to say? No, there's. I don't know. People think uh, Tupac's in the Philippines or something. How come know. they haven't made a hologram Steve Jobs to tour around with? Like they do that with you know Roy Orbison. They've done it with Tupac, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Do you know why? Yes. Well, um, I, I think there's been a bit of a gap right now in the in the hologram stuff because they've people the you know the people who make that technology have started to realize that holographic technology is out there that the aliens are using. Oh, yeah. Right. So until they catch up to that, I think they want to I remember in the early it. in the early to mid 90s they they hinted at it with the video game system Holographic 16. Yes. And uh that was a little hint. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But it is interesting. God, there's just so much out there. Now, and all these sheep, I don't know. These sheep just think what they see on the news is true. Is now a good time to invest in like board games and playing cards? Because I'm assuming the grid <laughs> around the world will fail after the world ends. So people won't have electronics and you know, things. Mike, I got to be honest with you. Uh, when I first looked at you and I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, I, I was you. like... I was like, Mike's Mike's a truck child for sure. Like, the apocalypse come, let's put him in the truck with the rest of the children, and yes. he's out of here. Yeah. But that is the kind of survivalist thinking that's going to help you in the future. Yeah. I'm just imagining people, you know, the earth has turned into a burnt husk and just people, like, playing dominoes, because you don't need no, to... No, come on, man. Try Settlers of Catan. Try uh, okay. Carcassonne. Try uh, Pandemic. Oh, uh, cards Against Humanity. Uh Imagine that playing cards against humanity after civilization has come yeah, to an end. I think it might be a bit gauche at that point. Yeah, come on, Mike. So I, I've actually in the last four years moved sixty percent of my wealth out of financial stock markets and into um, hard board games. Wow, like European style. Yeah, board you games. name it: Kalis, Agricola, <laughs> uh, Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, yeah, Gloomhaven, one of the new ones. It's great. A lot of bought a lot of copies of that. Well, what's good... the name of that Italian card game that the the Bri- it... Brio? Brio? No, Isn't no. that a drink? Briss or something? Well, in, what was the name of the game that the Italian kids played in my high school that had cards <laughs> that I didn't recognize? With, with the bats on them and too. stuff like yeah. that? Yes, I I've played that a number of times and I totally forget the name of it. It's a super fun game <laughs> the though. Kids in my high, my Catholic high school called it, I believe. Briss, but I don't know if that Briss. was like. I know that's also the word for a circumcision uh, ritual. Maybe a strange card game. <laughs> um, oh. I, in fact, now that you bring this up, um, I've also invested a lot in Briss tools because religion's oh. going to come back heavy oh. after the. I can of see course, that. Yes. So, 
I'm going to, like, because you have to understand, money's not going to exist, so you got to have things that you can trade for wealth. And yeah. Foreskin. I'll circ... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's... Once again, this makes me think you're a truck child. <laughs> but Jad could be like, hey, you give me some meat you've hunted, and I'll circumcise your kid for you. Yes. Um, I think the future, you know, parts of it, you know, if there's a nuclear war or if, you know, climate change destroys everything, parts of it sound bad. But honestly, some parts sound good. I think once the dust settles in... 75 to 100,000 years, it right. will be a, a joy again here. Oh, great. Well, that's kind of nice to look forward to. Yeah. What What is your plan for how to fight back or to, you know, if, if you mentioned an alien invasion could destroy the Earth? How are you planning on fighting back? A great question. I absolutely will not fight back. I will submit as quickly as possible. I'll be one of the first to try to wow to be an assistant. Uh, That's a good idea. Welcome them here. Well, I look if they have the technology to get here from light years away, which they do, as we know, because forty percent of human human beings on this planet are aliens. That's actually part of the reason the population is growing so fast. It's not. It's immigration from other planets. Ah. The ultimate immigrants. The aliens. ultimate immigrants, yeah. Wow. I don't agree with building Donald Trump's wall, but I think there might be some strategic value to building an Earth wall. Imagine, <sighs> I mean, that would be an uh, effective way of keeping those, you know, in, you know, intergalactic buggers out of our country. You almost out of our said world. a slur about them. Yeah. No. Yep. You know, I, Mike, gonna, I, I don't know what the slur is for aliens, but I felt like you were about Goopies. to say it. Goopies. Wow. <laughs> Goopies. Imagine they Donald all just Trump. are big fans of Gwyneth Paltrow. All of the aliens. <laughs> Do you think that things will get to to such a you know uh, absurd level that Donald Trump will start making speeches about aliens and keeping alien like actual space probably aliens will. out of America? Yeah, he probably will. I mean, he's not really that far from. I mean, he's literally said like we need to get these aliens out, right? Like he has space yeah. force. Oh, he suggested space force. space force. I forgot that he did that. Yeah, like so you'd have the air force, the navy, and space force. We're gonna kill really? Predator. We found out where he's from. <laughs> was Predator an alien or was he a jungle? Yes, he was okay. an alien. Okay, um, that's a pretty good Trump. Thank you. Can you do a Trump, uh, Alistair? <laughs> uh, the the problems we're facing are huge. Oh, is that it? oh I don't that's know. Good. Is that? I'll try. The problems we're facing are huge. Wow. wow, that was... Fake news. Well, E.T. E.T. is a nice one. Alf is a nice one. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. Predator, not so nice. That, I sound more Italian than, yeah. Yeah, than Trump Alf, now. you're one of the good ones. Gordon Shumway, wonderful family. Known them for years. <laughs> is that the guy in Alf? Gordon Shumway is Alf's real name. <laughs> hey, this is really off topic, but did you guys hear about that thing where the creator of Alf was like a big drug addict weirdo? What? Yeah, apparently there's some documentary well, about Well, there's a, the movie Permanent Midnight, where Ben Stiller oh. plays the creator of ALF. Sorry, like, that's right. Will we still be able to talk about ALF and, and this movie in a post-apocalyptic world? I, I don't see why not. We're still going to have our humanity, won't we? Yeah, of course. What's well, left of so. it? Yeah, I mean, wait, was so was it like the show was based on his hallucinations, basically? No, he wrote the he created the show ALF, and then he wrote it while uh, in the depths of, uh, I think, heroin addiction or cocaine? Yes. Maybe a mix of both. Yeah, but, wow. Um, yeah. It's great writing for being super high on heroin. Absolutely. That's why it's so trippy. You, what oh. is the best, the best really drugged up writing? Like, like mm. whether it's music or TV or anything else. Like, one of the best drugged up performances I've ever heard of is... Um, Oh, the the Major League Baseball pitcher. Oh, who's, Doc Ellis? Yeah, is it Doc Ellis or no? Was it someone? But he he dropped acid. Yeah, Doc and because Ellis. he thought he wasn't pitching that night, and then the coach called him and said, "No, you're pitching," and he'd already dropped it. Right, and it was high off his balls, and then pitched a perfect game, like and was like tripping out. Apparently, um, Rocket Richard also had a similar story. <laughs> the great uh, no, this is true. That's the great true. NHL. Um, uh, French Canadian player Rocky yeah. Richard, yeah, he, he did LSD. Yeah, no, he did. He did LSD and uh, and then won the Stanley Cup. I, <laughs> no, it's true. That's wait, wait, wait. True. One of the times he won the cup, he was high. He played in the forties or something. Well, he did. They've had acid since the you know twenties. Yeah, just ask MK Ultra. It exists. Yeah. It's secret. You know, CIA. Look it up. Mind control stuff. Yeah, yeah. Rocky oh. Richard was m- more times than not when he was on the ice. 
He was hallucinating on LSD. I don't think that's true. Okay, well, why don't we take a short break and we'll come back with Alistair in our uh, final segment. Yeah, unless the apocalypse comes uh, right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it won't. No. Welcome back to the pod mess. We're here with our guest, survivalist, Alistair Forbes. Hello. Thanks so much for being here, Alistair. And um, it's our last segment of the podcast. It always goes viral, mm-hmm. and uh, that is the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. All right, so uh, our game this week is a little game that uh, we like to call in the event of the apocalypse, what is the one place you would save? Out of every you know square inch of the earth, if you could save one place, it could be a store, a village, a city, or even just a restaurant, what would it be? And we're going to go around and each say it. Very good. Um, well, why don't I go first? Sure. Um, if the apocalypse happened, um, I think the, the place that I would save, I'm going to go with Fort Lauderdale. Uh, it's uh, north of Miami. It's kind of a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. There's golf. There's crab. There's, uh, well, bikinis. Um, it's a great place to go and get hammered or just lie in the sun. And I don't want that to go. You know, the oceans may rise or whatever, aliens. I'd love to have Fort Lauderdale stick around. My kind of people, too. Um Let's just make it spring break, 24-7, 365. So that's my choice, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. Well, can I just point out, though, that, you know, all those bikini babes or whatever would probably be traumatized and very depressed that the, re- the literally the rest of the world has been destroyed. I no, disagree, because we'd be, having, we'd be having such a fun time that we don't even care. Huh. Well, only time will tell, but... All right. And actually, I'm going to add on. It's me... And I'm the only guy there. Oh, okay. Okay. imagine! And it's just you and all these depressed. No, they're not babes. depressed. They're happy. They're happy. Like the, all their families are dead and stuff, but you're well. But yeah. then they're happy. Yeah. And they basically Fort Lauderdale has been turned into a sort of prison that no. they can't leave, like a Mad no. Max situation kind of thing. No, like they want to be there. Of. Everyone's yeah. happy. And it's just the way it worked out that I'm the only guy left, and, you know... But everyone's happy. They're happy. They're thrilled. They're so, we're having a blast. Right. Uh-huh. That's my choice. All right. Um, so my we, choice. So, but when... Just for my answer to think about this, so we can make up whatever we want, obviously, then. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Based when it on comes to the game, the answer. sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Michael, would you like to go next? Uh, just, sorry, I'm just picturing you surrounded by thousands of traumatized and depressed uh, oh. women in bikinis. Um, so if I could pick any place on the earth to survive an apocalyptic event, I would choose uh, the Toronto Reference Library, which is on Young Street, just north of Bloor, right here in downtown T.O. And for those of you who haven't been, you must go visit. It's famous for its uh, see-through elevator. Crystal, what do you call it? It's like a see-through. I don't know. Elevator takes you right up to the top. It's quite a sight. Um, Would you also be the only male survivor there at the reference <laughs> library? You know what? Now that you say it, why not? <laughs> so it's me. I'm the only male survivor, and it's just me in the Toronto reference library, and, and and women in bikinis. No, they're not in bikinis there. I think they have. It's against the dress code, as far as I know. Um, but well, this guy's a gentleman. Yeah. 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 So it's just me, and I've got all of those books, but not just books. They also have um, audio and visual resources, uh, microfiche, and um, you know you can make photocopies, uh, go online, everything you need. And I'm a, a bit of a bookworm, so this is sort of an ideal situation for me. <laughs> a lifetime of entertainment? Basically, yes. Truly. Oh. Uh, I'd be happy just to live there. It's almost like that uh, Twilight Zone episode with um, Burgess Meredith, where he's the last man... Uh, alive on earth and he wants to go to the library but he crushes his glasses uh, but i don't wear glasses and i would be it, surrounded by also women it, it well it sounds to me that your fantasy 
isn't really you with the you know being the last man alive. It sounds like you're sorry. It sounds like you're the last human being alive. Like I feel like you're in this library by yourself. Well, no. Uh, I took Alistair's suggestion and uh, borrowed from you. All right. So I'll be also surrounded. Well, by... Well, I doubt you're going to get any dates, even in that scenario, because well, you'll be you might heading be a, heading a book. You about... might be surprised. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, Alistair. What? Oh, where would, what would you save on planet Earth? You know, this is a tough question. I had to think about it a little bit, but I think my answer would be probably the smart answer, Mountain Equipment Co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, if nice. I'm going to save one place for to survive, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, the quality of goods there for survivalists are exceptional. Right. But also, uh, the prices are ludicrous. Like ludicrously mm. high, so right. So even being a dot com millionaire, I I never want to buy stuff there because I'm like this is outrageously priced. I'll go to Canadian Tire instead. Right. Um, but but in the apocalypse, all of that stuff would be free because there'd be no money. It would and it would be one of the few places left. And also right. in my version of Mount Quimico Co-op, I'm the only male survivor, and everyone else is women. <laughs> really? Yes. Also, wow. Well, I thought probably probably the like Sophie. Sophie, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin Trudeau's wife is probably like she's there for sure. Maybe she's the right. cashier or something. Okay, yeah, or oh. or the manager. No, she's the manager. manager. Wow, the manager. yeah, yeah. Wow, she that would, sounds the owner probably. Actually, she could just sort of like it's almost like she's um, in charge. Shopping spree kind of thing. We could just yeah, take everything. Supermarket sweep. Supermarket sweep. Totally. Yes. Um. Well, Alistair, thank you so much for coming on the pod, mess. Uh, really inf- important information, and I'm glad. We're getting this out to the landlord and tenant pod mess nation. Me too. I, you know, I thank you guys. I spend so much time with you at these, you know, building functions like the holiday party or the rooftop yeah. summer barbecue. Or um, we're not talking to you because we don't know you're there. Yeah, but I still feel like I'm connecting with you. You know, even yeah. though maybe you don't know that you're connecting with me. Yeah, it's kind of creepy and, in a way. But yeah. yeah, so this is a really nice thing to look face to face. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, Good luck uh, until December twelfth, and uh, have a fun time in P two. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, guys. when I uh, when I park my Porsche SUV in there, I'll I'll uh, try to uh, turn my high beams off <laughs> so I don't uh, disturb your sleeping. <laughs> James, uh, until next week, I hope you're feeling better next time I see you, and I hope you don't take a uh, turn for the worse. Well, I will uh, take that weird compliment at surface value, and not assume you're being a weirdo and hoping i get yeah no more sick which is probably what you really do want no but uh yes mike uh good uh good show and uh we'll see you next time